0: Hello, 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 everybody. Um, I'm going to do this uh, podcast in parts tonight. So if you're watching it and you see different sections popping up, when when we're doing the podcast, they look like they all go together. It just looks like it's all straight, you know, podcasting. But uh, <clears throat> when we do them, sometimes we do them in segments. And the reason I'm going to do it like this is because there's so much here. And I am going to have to kind of do this in stages. I got some stuff going on here. So, I decided that I am going to take you guys down the wormhole. Not the rabbit hole. But the wormhole that I was actually taken down by, I feel, was God. As I was coming back to him, I felt... That He was showing me things and he was opening my eyes and enlightening me. Um, we are in the age of enlightenment where spirituality is taking, you know, kicking in and people's eyes are getting opened. The truth is coming out more and more about a lot of things, especially with our government, who you can bet are listening to this podcast. As soon as they see Somebody, you know, pops up that talk about government or, you know, Bigfoot or Dogmen or anything like that. And they put guys on it and they're listening. Um, and so what happened was I started going through this. Boy, it just it was just a journey. I call it my journey. It was my journey back to God. It was my journey into understanding what was really going on. And the first thing that I had. Started to listen to was the music industry, how just how unbelievably satanic it is, um, how they put spells on our music, and they basically hypnotize us, and they appeal to the children, especially the teens, and that's how they get us all started into sin. They they work us into, uh, and think back to the eighties when you know the big hair was going on. The music, all the sexuality, the drinking, the drugs, um, you know, all the stuff that was going on. I mean, I, I was an 80s kid and you know, I was born in the 60s, but uh, the 80s were like the time when I was a teenager. And, you know, all we did was sit around watching MTV and emulating everything that we saw. We thought that the people that were on music videos were the coolest things in the world and everybody wanted to look like them and act like them and wear fingerless gloves and I mean, I remember one time I came back from California, I got off the plane and my parents almost fell off their chair because they said that they saw me, you know, leave looking normal and coming back with big perm tear, fingerless gloves, a mini skirt, fishnet stockings. I mean, it was, it was crazy. So this is how they get to us. Okay. They start us off with this. It's usually through the music. Um, That is really, I can honestly say how things are really affected the most and Interestingly enough, Lucifer is actually, he was the angel that was in charge of music in heaven. It's all correlated, guys. It's all intermixed with each other. So I went into this um, finding out about just all the spells and the people that were involved in the, you know, the satanic rituals and the sacrifices and some of the, you know, artists that have lost their lives that, you know, even... They thought like Randy Quaid's. Randy Quaid was the one who they, they thought that he lost his, you know, you know, S-H-I-T the one year and he was claiming that people were out. They were called um something like, what did he call them? Like, uh, uh, something like, it wasn't like something like knockoffs or something. Like he would, there's some kind of a term he used that they would go around and they would, they would kill off certain Hollywood people. Like whether they were a musician, whether they were a, um, actor, actress, you know, anybody that was famous. And then you go to like Prince, Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson was speaking out about um, saying that they were going to kill him, that he was starting to to talk and speak out about what was going on. And he said, you know, they were after him, they were going to kill him. And then he ends up dead. Um, Joan Rivers, they, a lot of people thought she had pissed off uh, Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z who were supposed to be You know, people that are heads of uh, the satanic realm, you know, in the music industry, and all of a sudden she's dead, you know, and these people are all interconnected, like somebody gets wind that somebody is going to be someplace or a doctor is going to perform a surgery. They're all kind of like in the club and they're like, well, hey, we, you know, we want this person gone or they might get their, their own families threatened and so they have to cooperate. We don't really know all the ins and outs of what goes on, but that gives you kind of an idea uh, Prince found in an elevator. They claim that you know he had OD'd. Prince was talking out, speaking out about, um, uh the like our history that it's all wrong that it, it's 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 a lie, you know. And he was also somebody that like even like Michael Jackson he owned the Beatles. Um, they were claiming you know they didn't want a a black man owning something like that. Oh, and you can even get into the Beatles. Boy, I'll tell you, I don't know if you guys know about. Some of that stuff but they said that paul mccartney actually was not the real paul mccartney that he, he actually died long ago and they panicked and they had had a look-alike contest and they found this guy that looked just like him and they replaced him real quick and they had to kind of you know one died and the other one uh came in and they wrote all about it in all their songs like you can hear all the subliminal messages um the little hidden messages that are there like john was always you know, putting them in their songs, putting like little messages in their songs. And uh, um, then they, they rounded him up one day and threatened them all. And, you know, they just, they tried to shut him up, but Paul or John kept writing about it and um, they called him fall that is what they, you would catch it in certain clips they were doing, especially George Harrison would call him fall, which meant fake Paul. And his name was Billy something. I, I can't recall the last name offhand, but um, they said he was actually a better musician than the real Paul was. But there were more. T- there was like uh the funeral people that remembered when Paul, the real Paul, was buried. He'd gone into he'd gotten into a car accident and died. And there was a song they wrote about about it. And uh, John wrote and told about you know how he had blown his brains out in a car wreck, picking up a girl. He left the studio mad. I mean, this is just like holy crap! You get into Vietnam where they. You know, drugged our soldiers to do experiments on them, the cover up for the, all the dog men and the Bigfoot, you know, they're covering everything up, the aliens, the deal that was made with Eisenhower, you know, the music industry, the the elites and the, I mean, my grandfather, who was like my father, he raised me, one of the ones that raised me, my dad was there too, I don't want to discredit my dad, he was around too, I was kind of raised by my grandparents and my parents both, Um and uh, my grandfather was a, was a politician and my last name's Bush and we're related to um, the Queen of England. Um, we're related to George Bush and my father and my great-grandfather was a United States congressman, worked in the White House under Eisenhower. He was one of his best friends and he was a 33rd degree Mason. And trust me when I tell you, that the Masons, you know, the elites, all the stuff that they talk about that they call conspiracy, it's real. It's not conspiracy. It's real. It's realism. And what happens is truth will come out and they'll jump right in there and start sending people in to mock and make fun. You know, people online will start making comments that are, you know, made to put doubt and joke around about it and they're they're not people. They're they're people sent in from the government and the shadow government and they're trying to make sure that, you know, it's mocked and and downgraded and downplayed so that you don't believe it. You know, you don't believe in Bigfoot. You don't believe in dog men. You've been brought up to believe that they're fairy tale creatures, that werewolves aren't real, you know, that Bigfoot's all just people, oh, these people must be crazy. Why would you think they're crazy? What makes you think these people are crazy? You know, just because it's something that you 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 haven't been brought up to see or to believe or you haven't seen one for yourself, why would you mock and belittle somebody that's seen it, that's traumatized by it, that needs somebody to talk to, needs you to believe them? You know, it, it it this stuff's going on, guys. If but yet you'll believe in the Bible. You know, these Christians that believe in the Bible you know, they follow everything God says, but then they won't believe in Bigfoot. It's right in the Bible that there's demons. It's right in the Bible that the giants lived, that there's, there's angels that fly around, that Lucifer f- fell from heaven, that he runs the planet, that he's running the planet now. You know, it's right in the Bible that the giants are coming back in the end days. The Marines over in Afghanistan have seen them in the caves regularly seeing giants coming in and out of the caves in the mountains of Afghanistan to this day. Why does it take somebody with so much credential or credibility for you to believe? How many Indian tribes have tried to tell us? How many, you know, hieroglyphs have we seen in Egypt? The Aztecs, how many sightings do you need to hear about in order for you to believe it? How many disappearances do you have to hear about before you understand that something very serious, very bad is going on here? I know you believe in the Bible, but you don't believe in what? Bigfoot? You don't believe dogmen are real? Why wouldn't you believe that? They smell like sulfur. They stink. The government's covering them up. Why is that? Why is the government protecting them? Why is our government protecting these creatures and not us? How many whistleblowers have to die? You know, how many how many people that have worked for the FBI, CIA, government that come out to tell they risk their lives, their reputations, and their family to tell you what's going on? They're not doing this stuff just for fun, guys. These people are dying for the truth to come out. They're risking everything. Everything. These people that are coming out telling about Bigfoot, dogmen, they know they're going to get laughed at. They know their reputation, even their own safety, is on the line. Yet they're still telling us. That's big I have a lot of respect for these people. David Polites, 20-year police officer. He said himself. You know, a lot of the people that he used to work with laugh at him, make fun of him. Do you think he's really doing this for attention? There's so much that David believes in and has seen and witnessed with his own eyes, and he can't really say You know, he hints around enough about it. He's involved with enough organizations. I mean, the organizations that he's involved in enough should tell you what he believes in. You know, the fact that he's uncovering Bigfoot, he's talking about it. And dogmen and aliens. And he's part of a a group with aliens. He talks about the Skinwalker Ranch. That should say enough. So there's a guy that I was led into. He was one of the first people that I was led to listen to. His name was Ted Gunderson. And I mentioned him before. He was, I don't even know how long he worked in the FBI. He he actually, I'm sorry. He, I think, yeah, he worked in the FBI. Ted used to come on, he would do talks and he would put on a hat And it would say CIA. And he would say, would you buy a used car from this guy? And everybody in the audience would just kind of like cringe and laugh and be like, no, (laughs) I wouldn't. Our instinct tells us something's wrong when people say they wouldn't even buy a used car from a CIA guy. He said he put on another hat and said IRS. He said, would you guys buy a used car from this guy? And everybody just said no. What does that tell you? Why do you trust our government? You have to ask yourself, when our government comes out and they say, we're in the middle of a pandemic, everybody's got to get a shot. Everybody's got to get immunized. 70% of Americans just sign right up and go get it. Even though they know people are dying from it, now it's coming out that people that were immunized are getting it COVID again, or they're getting it anyway. They've been told that the shots are filled with all kinds of shit mercury, aluminum. They've been told that you could die from it, that it's an experiment. But there's this innate trust that people have for the government when they tell you to do something. And you just can't quite shake it. Because you want so badly to believe in them. To believe that they have your safety. You know, that that's like their top priority. That they they do care about you. You want to believe that so badly. You know, and it just... It's not the case. It's not the case. You know what they've done to our soldiers? Vietnam experiments. There's so much going on here. It goes so deep and what I wanted to do was take you down the same rabbit hole, so to speak, that I was taken down. So this isn't just to talk about cryptids tonight. I just, I wanted to introduce you to some things that started to really open up my eyes. So Ted Gunderson was an FBI agent. He was one of, he was the head of the FBI. He was based out of Southern California. 14 million people in his jurisdiction. They had 16 offices, 700 plus personnel and $25 million budget that he worked with. He was honored as the most outstanding law officer, law enforcement officer of America by the AFL-CIO. And he said that this presented a problem for the shadow government because he had credibility. And what he learned through his years and years of service was mind bending. And he was one of the few that was willing to come out and tell people he had, at one point he died. When he died, he died a mysterious death. And there was at one point he was, the doctor believed he was poisoned by arsenic and he treated him. He had several pl- things that he had handled like a uh, terrorists, like, you know, times that he dealt with terrorists, takeovers, the Philly airport, um, he had bank robberies he dealt with a lot of different things and he talked a lot about the Oklahoma bombing where he said he definitely knew that our government was involved with that and Timothy McVeigh was a scapegoat he said that the bomb that was you the bombs that were used in this bombing was created by one of his friends and when the bombing took place His friend had called him and said, Ted, that was my bomb, meaning that he was the one who invented it. And this bomb was not out for the public to get their hands on. It had to be the government that did this. When Ted did his report, he said it was extremely damaging for the government. I'm going to take a short break. I'll be back. And we're back. On with this. Pearl Harbor, December 4th, 1941. Ted Gunderson personally spoke to the commander-in-chief that had gotten the... Um, they broke the code, the Japanese code, got the warning in that they were going to be bombed, and the officer that had warned everybody was he was told to just stand down and let it go. No reason for it. JFK, 13 shots in Dealey Plaza were fired that day. Not what they claimed. The parade at the very last minute was redirected. It was changed by a fellow named I.B. Hale, who was an FBI agent and personal friend of J. Edgar Hoover. One of his relatives of I.B. Hale wrote to Ted Gunderson and told him he had passed away suspiciously and when she examined his medicine, she noticed there were two different sized pills in the bottle. She thought he was poisoned and Ted, once he had spoken to her, said that he felt that the shadow government what they do he calls them the boys they get rid of anyone who can give testimony and hurt them and that's what they did with IB Hale. so it's that typical scenario where you know you got people in robbing a place or doing a crime with you and then when it's all said and done you kill off all the people that helped you with the crime so they can't testify against you that's basically how they operate JFK, uh, for JFK Sr.'s murder, George W. Bush was at Dealey Plaza at the time of his murder. George W. Bush has been, so many times has been brought, he's my relative, he's my cousin, so many times has been brought to light, you know, his history, his, his past, that he was basically a full-blown, he was a killer. He was a CIA worked for the CIA and and he was a he was a he was a killer he was a hitman um he was also they believe that JFK Jr. George Bush was actually um he disappeared for 3 days and his own staff didn't even know where he was for 3 days George Bush went MIA JFK Jr. was definitely murdered that's without question uh, Gunderson claims it was um, actually in the government documents that there was no question, no doubt in their mind that JFK Jr. was murdered. He was planning to spend his life taking down the people that killed his dad. There's a lot of people that claim that he could still be alive, that he faked his own death so that he could go, you know, in like, you know, kind of you know, being conspicuous and nobody would know he was alive and work. Nobody really knows if that's true. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because at this point, there is nothing that I don't believe that I wouldn't say could be possible. I mean, after you find out that, you know, aliens, Bigfoot and dogmen are real. I mean, let's face it, guys. There isn't too much left on the table that you really could give doubt to, is there? You know? So when somebody tells you that your government is out to get you or that they don't give a shit about you or they, you know, want to kill off half the population, maybe actually three quarters of it. um, Look at the Georgia Guidestones, you know, read about them. Who wrote them? Where they come from? We don't even know where they came from. Their plan is that, you know, only so many people are allowed to live. Okay, this is part of what they call the Illuminati. This stuff is real. It's not conspiracy, guys. It's not, there is no conspiracy. It's just truth. And people don't want to hear it because it messes with their security. They don't like it. They don't want to know this stuff. You know, they they want to unhear it. They want to, you know, people that run into dogmen, they want to unsee it. Their life is turned upside down forever. They're traumatized. It's the same with the government. You know, it's traumatizing to them to find out that the one, you know, entity of of or group of people that they're supposed to trust the most because they have all the power that, you know, we're basically at their mercy. And to find out that these these people or beings that run the show down here are evil, it's traumatizing. You know, it's easier to laugh at it. It's easier to make fun of it. It's easier not to believe in it. Because it makes you feel, you know, secure and warm and fuzzy and you don't have to worry too much. But it's, I mean, these guys, I mean, like I said in my title, are they our enemy? You know, are they our friend? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be jumping any lines to get any immunizations that our so-called government tells me I need to go get. I don't know what, I mean, we don't know anything about this stuff. Wait. Wait. See what happens to the people that have taken it. You know, they're jacking people up with all kinds of shit. The Vietnam, the the leader of Vietnam, of the country, said they had no cases of autism until Bill Gates brought his immunizations. Zero cases of autism. For the people that do not believe that immunizations are causing autism, maybe you should do more research. Talk to the Vietnamese president. If somebody comes to me and tells me their entire country has never had a case of autism until Bill Gates brought his immunizations, what does it take to make you believe that then that is possibly what's going on? That's the problem. That's the toxin. Bill Gates believes in in population control and depopulation of this world. He's 100% on board with that stuff. I mean, this stuff is dangerous for us to talk about. What I'm doing now, it's dangerous. You know, they don't want us talking about this stuff. They don't want you guys finding out about it. And then you're suddenly put on that, you know, could be terrorist list because you're against the government. Our government is run by Lucifer. The devil himself is the head of our government. That's what you guys have got to understand. There are no people running the show down here, guys. They're entities. They're fallen angels and Lucifer. That's who's running this country. That's who's running the world. They're all in bed together. They create chaos and racism and wars and confusion and chaos and chaos and more chaos so that we never know what the hell is going on. We're, we, we, we fight with each other. The hatred, it's all been created. It's to, it's to create confusion so that we don't know what's going on. The media, the media is run by them. Look into who runs the media once. It's craziness. And we're all just signing right up for it. Just like 70% of the world signing up for the immunizations. You know I feel so I mean I'm you know the people that got it, I pray to God you're okay. I really do I know some people have to get it to keep their job okay I only I have really bad allergies, so I'm not a candidate for it. People that have really bad allergies don't have um they don't recommend it for them, but even if I could get it, I wouldn't I wouldn't sign up for it, not yet. You know, I remember the last time I had a flu shot, I had the shakes, uh, the only flu shot I ever had in my life. I had the shakes for, it went on for like a week. And now here I am with an autoimmune disease with major allergies that are off the charts that most people don't have. I mean, you don't know long-term what this stuff can do to you, you know, and there's going to come a point guys, when they're going to introduce the mark of the beast. What are you going to do then? Are you willing to die for your beliefs? To say no? You know, or are you going to bow down and serve a devil and end up burning for all of eternity somewhere? If that's the case, I mean, that's what Christianity believes. I'm a Christian. So, you know, I'm saying that that's always a possibility. This life is fleeting. We don't stay here. It is not worth selling your soul for any amount of money, any shot, any mark of the beast, a little bit of food, fame, fortune. You could become, you could make a deal with the devil and a day later be dead. You know, then what? He's a trickster. He tricks everybody. Causes us to just, you know, causes sickness and hatred and pain and they act like they're your best friend. Ted Gunderson saw a reptilian. Saw a reptilian. Spoke with one. It's just, this stuff's crazy. Bobby Kennedy was obviously murdered. There were 11 shots in the wall. The claim killer's gun only held eight bullets. That was another one. Ted Gunderson stated that his life became much more exciting and real after his career and retirement from the FBI. And that if it weren't for divine intervention, meaning God himself, he would never have been able to get the word out to the world about all this stuff that was going on. 91 Americans disappear every hour. Most of them are children. There's a CIA child kidnapping ring going on. These are not just people that are thugs or pirates or... You know, the dregs of society running around kidnapping kids. These are people that work for the FBI. I'm sorry, the CIA. And they go out in white vans or vans and they kidnap. They kidnap children, women, sometimes even men. I just had an incident here. Where I live, the other day I pulled in with my truck to a family that I love dearly, that I've been serving for years. And her little daughter, she's a little mulatto child; she's mixed, white and black. And I've watched her grow up. I've been doing this job longer than she's been born, so I've watched her grow up. And I pulled in at around nine o'clock at night. I stay out a little bit later in the summer because it's. Light longer and there's a couple streets I'll go on later at night because the people are used to me coming later. So I go there a couple of these streets later on and they kind of like the nighttime stuff because it's really fun because the truck lights up. It's really lit up inside. It's really cool. I've got strobe lights and stuff. So it's really cool. So I pulled in and the the mother had cancer a few years ago, a couple years ago, and she survived it somehow. Didn't think she was going to. The little girl comes out crying. The police are there on the street and i was like what in god's name happened and they said somebody tried to kidnap her and i just you don't understand the kind of person i am i'm a fighter i'm not somebody to lay lay down like a dog and take anything from anybody i don't care who you are you better be willing to kill me to stop me because i'm coming after you if you ever hurt my kids and i'm coming after you hard it's going to be hardcore i have a reputation My whole, in town here, where I'm from, I was known as a real badass when I was younger. And I had a reputation to not mess with me. And that still carries over to this day because of certain incidences I've had to deal with to help other people. And it's not a joke with me. So my instinct initially was just, I just wanted to hunt this guy down and kill him, you know which most people would feel that way. That's not, I mean, that's not abnormal. If anybody ever makes you feel that that's abnormal to feel that, it is not. That is instinct. It's your protective motherly or fatherly instinct to do that. So I'm watching this little girl that I watched grow up, and she had gone down her alley, and it wasn't really an alley. It was just like a little part of the street. It kind of branched off, and there was a store right there, and it was right across from Burger King. And this guy, they said he was a tall black guy with a long black trench coat. And he literally just tried to pick her up and take her. He didn't even try to lure her in, didn't try to pick her up. I mean, didn't try to, you know, entice her in any way. He literally tried to scoop her up and carry her off. And they said, I said, well, did he have a car? And they said, no. I said, oh, you can bet there was a car somewhere. It was probably a van or an SUV and it was somewhere somewhere okay this guy didn't just appear out of thin air and he probably wasn't from here he came in from the city or from wherever these child predators come from and he found a sleepy little town and he thought well this these are perfect towns because this is where nobody really suspects anything because their kids play freely because they feel safer and then he disappeared they didn't have anything on camera they had they checked the cameras the cops had checked the cameras And they couldn't really find anything. And I said, no, they're smart. They're not stupid, you know. So this happened to her. And this is in our nice little quiet, it's quiet-ish kind of town. It's not the best town, but it's really got, it's been infiltrated with a lot of the drugs. And, uh, you know, Bigger City has come in because of our one ex-mayor long, long ago that invited them in for recovery. And our town has been turned upside down because of it. But I don't think this guy came here because he was looking for drugs or because he was trying to get help with drugs. He came here looking for unsuspecting children. Okay, first of all, carry mace, carry, get your kids to carry weapons, mace, and phones. Okay, understand these people are not going to ask you to come look at a cute puppy. They're going to pull over with a van and they're going to jump out and they're going to scoop you up and they're going to take you or your child And even if you're sitting on the porch while you're watching your kid ride its bike, these people are professionals. They're quick. They know, even though you see them take your child, that by the time the cops get there, they're going to be long gone. They're abducting women out of grocery stores. They're abducting children out of cars. The ones that, you know, while the mom goes to the Mac machine and the kids are in the car There's usually a couple of them. One will get in one side, the other. I watched a a video where the one, the girl was had a, a cart at the grocery store. And as she was taking her cart back, this one guy was circling her one way and the other one was coming in the other way. She put her cart over. She went back to her car. As she was opening her door, the one guy pushed her in her car and the other guy got in her other seat in the back, on the other side of the car. They all got in the car and off they rode. Never to be seen from again, probably. These guys are quick. They stalk women in grocery stores, blatantly taking a child out of a cart, running out of the store, knowing by the time the cops come, they're going to be long gone. They don't care. They are ballsy. They have to be. How else would they be getting these kids? You guys have got to understand. I told all the kids I've ever talked to, if anybody ever pulls a gun on you, do not go with them. The chances of you surviving, if you turn around and run screaming, are far greater than if you turn and go with that person. and Get in their car, you're as good as dead or trafficked. Or whatever they use them for. You cannot go. If they pull a weapon on you, you run like hell. If they shoot you, you still might have a chance to live. At least you're living on your own terms. You know? Or dying. We're living in a really crazy world, people. So, 91 Americans disappear every hour. Most are children. CIA child kidnapping ring used they're the ones that are doing i think most of this the children are used for body parts sacrificing sex slaves or they're adopted out around the world one one of ted gunderson's co-workers and agents had undercoverly attended six auctions where kids from 2 months up to 21 years of age Are placed on a stage with a number a rope tied around their neck with a number hanging off of it and the people in the audience are bidding on them they're sold for up to $50,000 each most of the auctions hold 36 kids per auction you do the math 36 times 50,000 per auction Most of the auctions are held in Las Vegas, Houston, Houston, Texas, a barn outside of Lincoln, Nebraska, and Michigan. It's in the movies. Our movies tell us almost everything. It's predictive programming. The deal was that Satan wasn't allowed to do anything unless our knowledge was there. We had to be aware of it, what he was going to do. So they made a mockery of it. We see what they're going to do. We see what's going on through our movies. But we really don't believe it, do we? Because that would bother our safety and security. That would uproot everything that we hold on to so tightly to believe that we're safe. There's no such thing as werewolves or dogmen or The rake or aliens or UFOs or Bigfoot or government agents that predatorize children and sell them. Why would there be anything like that going on? Our government's our friend. They would never hurt us, would they? This is a joke, guys. Time to wake up. Wake up, everybody. I am going to close for tonight. I will be back on. I'm going to continue this. I decided I was sitting there the other night and I felt from God. It's time to get into the, get down to the nitty gritty here. I kept hearing him say, start from scratch. Start from the beginning. Go to where you went in the beginning and go from there with your people. With your listeners. I felt he that's where he wanted me to start. Or to go. At this point. You know we've talked about a lot of cryptids. And a lot of creatures. And I'm going to continue those talks. But let's get to the heart of all this. And he wants me to start. Where I started. So I'm going to continue this on. And Chandler has not been able to get on. And... Brett has not been able to get on yet. They've been busy with work. So this is where I'm going to go with for a little bit here, probably a couple more podcasts. And then I'm going to get into something that really freaks me out. The gnomes that have been spotted running around people's yards at night or in the daytime that are real, have been caught on tape. That's something that really uh, blows my mind. So, um, love you guys. Hope you have a great night and hang on. You're in for a ride just as I was. Hope you stay with me. I want to thank you all so much for being a part of this and supporting me and listening because you guys mean a lot to me and I really want you to know and have all the information that I have in my head and it's just spilling out. I mean, it's, I I feel like I'm going to burst. I have so much information up there. I started this channel because I felt like I needed to share it with you and get the word out. Okay. Have a good night. Take care. God bless.